putting the fight in faster than light. Welcome to Cosmopunk. Engines of Hatred, a homebrew Starfinder story featuring the crew of the Leica 7. Hi, I'm Pan, and I play Baphomet, Cobalt Android Mystic, and Captain Leica 7. If found, please return to Leica 7, care of Ryder Maxim. I'm RJ, I play V, a Vest Mechanic, and Fly Guy, their drone. Uh, V's the ship's original designer, slash mechanic, slash warranty, slash best with duct tape. I'm Cypher, and I play Ryder, a stealthy operative Yosaki Otter. I'm also the pilot of the Leica 7. I'm Ty, and I play Radar, a cyborg mechanic coyote and a bundle of nervous energy, also the weapons officer of the Leica 7. But for this campaign, I'll be the GM. The deed is done. The crew have secured the mysterious device known simply as the Warhead within their cargo hold. But V, Baphomet and Ryder are not out of the woods yet. As the Leica 7 hurtles back through the drift towards familiar territory, they still have to deal with the tracking beacon placed on their ship by those loyal to the Archon. As the crew plot out the next course of action, the device itself may have one or two sinister surprises in store for them. Part 10. Season Finale. Cold Mercies. Okay guys, you're back in the drift. Everything is relatively quiet now, uh, after the dulled thump of something landing on the hull just before you jumped out of the Thumia system. <laughs> what do you do? So yeah, everyone has sort of um, guessed at the same time that something has latched on to Leica 7's mm. hull. It's probably going to be a tracking yeah. beacon. The clunk that sounded like a tracking beacon attaching to Leica's hull may be a tracking mm. beacon attaching to Leica's hull. We can't drag them back to our bar with this beacon on us. We need to drop out of hyperspace somewhere and change course. Yep. Or drop out of hyperspace, uh, find where the tracking beacon is, attach it to something hilarious, and then jump back into the drift. We don't have time to mess with the tracking beacon when they could be right on top of us. Mm. But we and do have time to, uh, to change course, and I've got a good idea where we can go, where we can dig in our heels, and turn and face the oh, people. Oh, yeah, that was it. We were planning to go to Lyca's landing. Exactly. We need to... We need to <laughs> Archie just totally cut Sai off. He's doing a like heroic bit, and you're like, oh yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, we need to go there. Is this still the recap? Or? No, it's cool V. You cut me off. It's good. I don't mind. I'm delighted. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, we need to lure these bozos that are tracking us somewhere where they are on the back foot. And I suggest like his landing because, you know, they owe us a favour. We got the Islanti off their backs. Maybe they can help us out. Hmm. Not to mention, everything on that planet's more irritating than us, so... And more deadly than us. <laughs> we we killed a lot of it. Everything tried to kill us. Yeah. And we killed look, it back. V looks Can at I their skull collection, then looks back at Ryder. Uh, yeah, 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 go on. Just, just the DM coming in. Uh, I don't remember any of the NPCs from Lycus Landing or their names. Make them up. Neither do we. Yeah, we had we had old lady that runs the place. And yeah. It turns out that after we left, the Aslanti just like turned up and killed everyone we knew. 
Oh, nah, what? No! Just, as soon as we left, the wildlife just overran them and just tore them all to pieces. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm loath to put the people of Lycan Landing in danger, but I'm more loath to... Put the people of us in danger. How do we know they'll be in danger? They might have built um, themselves up um, a nice little colony while we've been gone. Yeah. They may actually have some sort of orbital defense platform that they can keep us cover with. <laughs> I mean, in, in canon time, we've been gone at least a year, so... Yeah, I guess, yeah. Maybe we should call ahead then if we're on our way down. We still have their uh, frequency, right? We can let them know we're coming, ask for some um, head cover. Yeah, so we drop out of um, the slip. Um, you, Baffy, can contact Lycus Landing, let them know we're coming. Mm -hmm. Then we retarget uh, the ship to Lycus Landing, warp there, drop out, into orbit. And then, Baffy, uh, we need to talk to these people. We need to tell them what we're doing with this warhead. The, the people of Lycus Landing? No, that, uh, this um, this Vesk warship that's following us. We don't know anything about them. We may be able to convince them that we're doing the right thing. Maybe even though we yeah, have the warhead. They, if they were... They called us thieves when we left. Exactly, which means they're probably guarding it, which means that they probably don't think taking it away is the right thing in any circumstance. Well, he makes a good point. But we might be able to convince them otherwise. You talk to AI situations worse than this, Bav. No, I know, I know. This, is, this, this should be this should be fine. I just and also they'll be on the back so foot this time around. We took your incredibly rare doomsday device, but consider <laughs> this. Also, the, the, you have to admit the doomsday device is quite the aesthetic. It was it's very very weird. Shiny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, you haven't touched it, have you? No, no, no. Okay. No. Even I haven't touched it. We're not going to touch it. We're not gonna that touch is it. surprising. But... <laughs> she didn't look at me. I mean, it's not too late for that. No, that's fine. That's yes, fine. Let's make that, let's make that call. Okay, so Ryder is going to hop in. Well, she's still in the driving seat. She's going to drop out of the uh, the slip, the warp, and set up the uh, flight computer to uh, target Lyca's landing. And while that's happening, Baffy, you do your thing. Okay, so um, <clears throat> I'm going to um, open the channel. Uh, we must still have the codes from uh, like a landing from our initial endeavor from one year ago. Mm. Mm. We should yeah, land. We shouldn't land in the middle of like landing. We should land near the uh, near the relic ship that we. Uh, well, we're yeah, sort of stopping off halfway wherever that is because we're still sort of en route to the warhead at light speed. Mm. You drop out of hyperspace. You are literally in the middle of deep space. You look around, and it's a bit disorientating whenever you do this because the stars aren't as plentiful as you remember in. The vast distances you travel shifts everything about, and it takes a while for the nav computer to work out where the fuck you are. But it comes up, and you are on course still for where you need to go. You hail Lyca's landing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's making the call? Oh, uh, Bethes. Okay, make a computer's roll. Cool. Uh, 17. Uh, yeah, you send out the transmission. How long do you wait? Uh, we don't have too long, I guess maybe 15 minutes? Okay, you sit there. And you while... And deep space communication does take a while, there is a lag. Yeah, while they're waiting, I'm going to keep the scans up in case a massive vessel ship drops out of orbit behind us. Okay. The first five minutes pass, and there's nothing. 
Okay, we ne- we're going to need to spool up that FTL drive so we can get going mm-hmm. if they just appear behind us. Yeah, yeah. Just hold on, though. Just wait. Another five minutes pass, and there is nothing. Which we're still on course for. Oh, right for the warhead. No, we've we dropped out. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Oh, dropped out. And we're above. Okay. Yeah. Then we yeah we can give it a little bit longer. If anything happens, we can we can peg it. Your destination is still the warhead bar. So if you spool up the hard drive, that's where you'll go again because you haven't changed course yet. Oh well, I thought that's what we were doing five minutes ago. No, yeah, I thought, you I thought we... out and you made a call, but you've not had any response. Yeah. Okay, well I'll set the uh, the new destination for Lyca's landing then. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll call once we get to once we drop out near Lyca. Yeah. You lack of do lack of disagreement like... isn't his a consent. Yes. <laughs> the Lyca reorientates itself galactically. The ship points in the direction, basically, of Lyca's landing. It moves like two millimetres to the left. <laughs> and, and rolls a little bit. Yep. Um, 13 minutes into your 15-minute wait, and V, the scans that you put up start detecting. Something massive is starting to bend a hole into reality out of hyperspace. Ow, bollocks. Right, jigs up, lads. Let's go. Okay. Jigs up, lads. They're all female. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this yeah, should be we let we let in, lady. Jigsaw is... <laughs> Yeah, right. All right, ladies, doing? we're going back into warp space. I right, hang on to something. All right, make a pilot roll. Okay. That is a twelve on the dice and fourteen for piloting. Twenty-eight. Yeah. You kick in the drive, and just as it's about to power up, you see the space in front of you tear apart, and the nose of that vesk. Well, we call it a battle cruiser for now. Starts materialising in front of you, and then you're gone. Bye. Do you reckon we've missed them up yet? Back at hyperspace. En route for Lyca's landing. Buffy. Mm. Uh, I have no idea how your psychic stuff works. Can you talk to people while we're travelling faster than the speed of light? Only if I have a connection with them. I'm guessing you didn't have one with um. Like as landing folks, did you? I wasn't even able to back then. I didn't know I had these powers. Yeah, that's a fair shout. Also, what's the physics on dumping stuff like outside the ship while we're in the drift? Don't. Open we probably shouldn't. Yeah, we. I don't think that's a good idea. Not a person. But probably not a great idea to drop. Yeah. If, if I was going to send fly guy out while we're no, in the drift. No, that's a bad idea. Pretty sure if you drop something that's traveling at the speed of light, whilst you're traveling at the speed of light, it's going to slam into your butt when you stop. Well, here's a couple of things for you, V. You're a trained mechanic, and as such, you'd know about the experiments that were conducted with the hyperspace with inert and living material. And the result was basically always the same. As soon as it got a couple of feet from the ship onto the horizon of the, the shield that allows you to move through hyperspace, uh, they just literally become a string of atoms. Well, good news. As long as I keep Fly Guy pinned against the side of the ship, then... Well, don't lose Fly Guy out there. What do you want to I do mean, with him? I, I can't. I'm going to look for that tracking beacon. In hyperspace? But they know we're already, they already know where we're going. Yeah, but they don't know where we're stopping. <sighs> yeah, the tracking beacon shows where you are going in a, in a line, and they know you can't deviate from your course while you're in hyperspace. Hmm. But what we can do is get that tracking beacon loose, get it inside the ship, jump out of hyperspace, put it somewhere funny, get back into hyperspace. Can I just destroy it? 
put it somewhere funny. But we could just, it would be so much easier to just smash the shit out of it. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, but <laughs> Buffy does have a point on this one. <laughs> right on. Okay. Normally, I'm, yes. I'm more than up for Jake, but this uh, seemed a little excessive. You might have a memory. Make an intelligence roll. Me get memory. Uh, intelligence. No, wisdom, sorry. Wisdom is, is learned stuff, isn't it? Oh no, wisdom. <laughs> wisdom. Well, that could have been better. It's now six. <laughs> Did you roll a six? Uh, yes. <laughs> could have been eight, uh, but it's now six. You know, it's, it's more than five, even if not that much. Oh, thank God. That's, that's the discussion of never being able to change direction while a hyperspice is coming up. You're sat in the pilot seat, and you're like, no, wait, I've flown a ship through hyperspace tunnels at speed before. Right. So you can change direction. Well, You've done it. You did it when you went to meet Logos. So we did. Oh. Um, well, if that's the case, we could, um... Send Fly Guy out there, get the tracker off, bring it in, destroy it, and then just change oh. direction. And they wouldn't know where the hell we're going. You yes, destroy no it. That's fun. an excellent idea. I think we should no fun at all. destroy it entirely and not do anything silly with it. Yeah. Okay, but just just imagine though, they get to this planet, they spend ages tracking down exactly where this beacon is, and it's attached to one of those stupid jelly things. Jelly things? Well, what jelly things? The things on Lycos Landing, I'm pretty sure one of them was made out of jelly. The one that exploded when you hit them. Wait, no, what are we arguing about? We're not doing... We're destroying it. It's been destroyed. That's, yeah, that's, that's a terrible idea, V. No. no fun at all. Correct. Go into your room and hug and hug your radiator. <laughs> no, go get fly guys. Then go hug a radiator. Alright, I'm going to go down to the cargo bay and I'm going to actually put my spacesuit on for once. Oh, and then shit. I'm going to, because I'm going to open, like, an airlock while... <laughs> I guess. Would would there not be any to, sort of, like, um, void compression when you open a door that's travelling faster than the speed of light? I know. I, I just need to be in the airlock so I can place Fly Guy on uh, the hull. Alright. Don't don't get and then, um, sucked out into space, I though, because a spaghettified V is not something I, I want to think about. Mm. Spaghetti. No, bad. Bad spaghetti. I don't want these to be these final moments. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. No, bam. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with V. Uh, just, just to Why? be my backup, just in case. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going outside the ship. I just need no, to I be know, in know, the airlock. But, but A, because <clears throat> Baff worries about V, and B, because Baff knows that V might try and pull a silly, a silly. No, I'm not gonna go do any. There's no shenanigans that's, involved. That's fine because Baff's coming, so it'll be great. We'll have a good time just doing the job we came to do. <laughs> to fly the spaceship just in case you change direction by a, a nanometer because that will mean flying into a sun. Come on, we can't wait to just do the job we're here to do and nothing else and not mess around. Let's, let's get to it, can't wait. Just to stop me getting distracted. Fine. This is the one where we all die, yeah, isn't it? For a really boring, not at all exciting venture out the airlock. I've yep, said it great. once or twice before, but if you do something stupid that will get your characters killed, your characters will die. Right, so I am going to get into my spacesuit, uh, pressure test it, and then go right. inside the, the first suits. door of the airlock with Bath, who's here for no useful reason. The suits are stored outside <laughs> of the cargo bay, because the cargo bay is not an area you can pressurize on and off, in case you have to unload in space. You get into your suit, you do your pressure test, and it works fine. Baff, do you get in a spacesuit? 
Just to give a good example to V, yes. Okay, and what? you are... You are basically preceded by what I can only be described as your shorter, rounder child clone. <laughs> <laughs> you Smaller, rounder open, dinosaur. You open <laughs> the door into the, the cargo hold, which, which is... You pass through an airlock, basically, to get into the cargo hold to make your way to one of the other doors. Hmm. And can I have will rolls from the pair of you, please? Yes, and it's six. Uh, plus what, seven. Oh, dear. V, That's a good willpower. You step into the cargo hold and an icy chill, something ethereal. It's not actually a cold, but something literally grips your heart. Right. It is. It conjures up a subprimal fear. It conjures up the initial fear of things like the dark or fear oh. of pain, and it is almost overwhelming. Baff, did you feel anything weird just now? Oh, right, and Baff's here as well. Baff, what did you get? Uh, she got 21, but she didn't feel anything. She shrugs. Yeah, you sense something move, and it comes out of the centre of the cargo bay, and it just sort of shifts behind V. It's almost like a shadow. Uh, can V notice it? Uh, do, you see, do you see that? V has basically stopped moving at this point. Oh, mm. Uh, mm. that is weird. Is it? Is that? Is this something to do with that stupid weapon? It feels like the sword. I don't know. Something just feels wrong about everything right now. Have another will roll, please, V. <sighs> well, it's less than the digits on one hand, but only by two. So, with a giant mutant hand, you get twenty-seven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh wow! Um, you pass out. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Baffy, catch the mega reflex roll! <laughs> <laughs> oh god, no! Uh, Baffy, catch them. Let me just go get my height chart again. Baffy no, hold on. I've got this, guys. I'm gonna roll. V did the I'm same thing for, for you. Yeah, okay. Roll a, roll a reflex. I did. What'd you get? Four. <laughs> you stand there and watch the vest no, just No, Wait, wait. Off. I have to add. I have to add. I add, I add um, three, so seven, seven. You stand there and watch the vest crumble. Oh, okay. It's no. It, in all seriousness, um, <laughs> V mutters something about that feels wrong. But says everything they do, and then just sort of goes, thud, <laughs> and then blackness, yeah. and then um, thud again because fly guy would pass out as well. There is <laughs> what? Jesus, what? Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh yeah. Uh, Does fly guy pass out? Have you pass out? Uh, fly guy isn't his own construct. He's just an extension of V's brain. Oh, nice. So if V's okay. brain goes down. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's Baff. Uh, get some of the comms. Right, uh, uh, V's had a V's had a passing out again. Ah, oh, bloody elevating too much pie again. V passes out a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's I, I can't. I don't think I can drag V. Uh, make sure make uh, sure they don't swallow their tongue. Uh, I'll be down in a sec. Are there any kind of pain? Can I just can I check that? Um. Do they look okay? They look like they're just sleeping or in pain. Uh, you look through the visor of the spacesuit, and um, they're just—they're unconscious. So eyes shut, mouth slightly agape, limp. Just make, just make them comfortable then. Yeah, you can move them around just to sort of lay them out. But yeah, the Vesk is unconscious in the cargo bay, and Baff, there is—you know when you get the migraine that's like behind your eyeballs. Yeah. You are feeling that. Yeah. Which is weird because you don't have any pain receptors there. You're a machine. Mm -hmm. Oh, and she has she has pain receptors. She feels pain like a thing, like a person. Yeah. But also, like she's not used to having headaches behind her eyeballs. 
She's got five of them. It really sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she only uses two though, doesn't she, most of the time? Yeah. Um, I was just going to wait for Ryder then. She's not right. sure what to do about V, and just other than keeping them, you know, um, comfortable. Ryder, the, uh, you get down to the door leading through the airlock into the yeah. hold. She's put the ship in auto autopilot cruise control. Yeah, you, you've got like an hour or so yet before you reach wherever the fuck you're going. Which is still like his landing as far as I know, but we'll get to that. Alright. <laughs> you get to there and you put your spacesuit on? Well, it's not depressurized, is it? No, we didn't get that far. <laughs> no, you didn't get that far. You open up the airlock, you cycle the airlock, mm -hmm. and you're confronted with Baff in a spacesuit, V in a spacesuit, except V is horizontal. Oh. We came in here and V just crashed out. They claiming that something didn't feel right, and then I tried to help them, but I only wore the seven. <laughs> <laughs> Ryder, can I have a will roll, please? Of course. I can't believe you said don't, that. Don't, 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 don't. That's a 17 on the dice plus 4 for my will. So nice. you, you also have a headache behind your eyeballs. It's like oh. a pressure pressing down on you, and it's R not pleasant. Ryder's going to take a step back out of the airlock, back into the cargo bay, and see if yep. it goes away. Make a perception roll. Okay. That is... 17. You step a little way back into the airlock, and the, the headache doesn't doesn't go away. And then... Uh, Baff, you... I'm not feeling great now. What, what the fuck's going on? I, I don't know. Hold on. Uh, sit down, sit down. Um, Ryder's going to lean against a wall and... I don't um... really have anything All to... Right. As you lean example. against the wall and you lose more sight of the cargo hold, the headache vanishes. Uh, it's it's the eyes, Baff. Try closing your eyes. What? Okay. Try closing your eyes. Just close your eyes. You close your eyes and there's the headache's still there. I mean, I can't see anything, which... Is the headache is this what you wanted me to... What? No, 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 I haven't seen a headache. Did you oh. want me to see? I can't, I can't see. Well, no, I'm going to my eyes. The idea was that if you close your eyes, the headache goes away, because that's what's just happened to oh, me. Oh, is that working for you? Yeah, it's working for me. Okay, all right. Um, wait, hold on a second. Look, look into the cargo hold, but be careful. Okay, Ryder opens one beady little otter eye and, and gazes around a bit. Mm -hmm. I love how you're just playing mill roulette. The way she was slumped against the wall is she can't see much of the cargo bay at all. She can see Bath, V, the opposite door, and one wall of the cargo bay. But as you open one eye and you look deeper into the cargo hold, it's almost like you pass into a wave of this headache. You've worked out by now that it's not so much where you're looking, it's what's in the hold is in direct line of sight of you. That's what, yeah, I, was, yeah, what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah. Um, Ryder's train of thought is that the... The warhead spheres don't like being looked at and give the viewer a headache. So she's not or looking not. at them. It's more if the spheres can see you, you get a headache. It's relevant where you're looking. Oh, okay. Um, there's nothing else in this cargo bay, is there? No, you, it was all ejected into space at the start of the adventure. Oh, come on! <laughs> Nobody's going to let me hit down. <laughs> no, we're not. No, especially not me. <laughs> It was junk, I keep saying. He's currently sleepy. Uh, okay, Bath, give me a moment. I'm going to get my um, suit on. Uh, go and go into the airlock and shut the door. And try and hide behind it. Okay, um, she's going to... Should I bring V out? Uh, are they in this suit? Are they contained and secure? Yes. Well, yeah, leave them in there. The headache's not going to get any better inside the, the cargo bay. Then, stores in desk. Uh, okay, um, alright. She's gonna go and uh, close the airlock. Okay, Ryder is going to sort of stumble her way out of the cargo bay, go up the stairs, and slip into her spacesuit. 
Okay, sorry, Baff, are you... You've stepped out of the cargo bay into the airlock and closed the door? Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. As soon as, as, soon as, the, you, as, soon as the spheres can't see you anymore, your headache goes. Ah, oh, wait. <laughs> wait a second. Because <laughs> that's why she was trying to get revived, but it was too painful for us. I guess since she can... We sound a bit easier, she just wants to double check. Okay, what are you doing? Because she want, if this is what's causing it, leaving V in there with them isn't what she wants to do. It could be making it worse for them. Yes. So I guess... God. Can I drag V? Do I have enough strength for that? Make a strength roll. Oh, I need a strength modifier. <laughs> Remember what dump stats last week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just radar human maxes. Oh, shit. 18. Oh, wow. Um, you are actually able to get your hands under them. Holy shit. And that's it. I imagine it's more... Um, Wait, that's it? <laughs> it's more psychokinetic hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see that's helping. Yeah, it's fine. If you're using your psychic abilities, you can move V into the airlock. Okay, yeah, so she drags V into the airlock with her and then closes... All right. We'll take a pause there. RJ, can I grab you in a different channel? Uh-oh. <laughs> v, you pass out but you don't hit the floor. And that's a little odd, and you're suddenly aware that you have most of your senses around you. You're certainly conscious, but not in your physical body. And the darkness around you starts to resolve and filter away, and you find yourself stood in a desert of black sand that stretches all the way to the horizon, to a cold, grey-blue sky and there is nothing here. There is, there's no warmth, but there's no cold. There's no sound, but there's no silence. There's, there's nothing except you. You in your body, you look down and you see yourself. And you can, you can move, but again, there's, there's no feeling. Oh, fuck's sake, what did? And then there is a noise. What are you doing here? The fuck was that? Well. You look around for the source of this, this noise, and you look one direction, you look another, you look back in that first direction, and directly in front of you, there are suddenly three very large spheres. Their surfaces are golden, almost brass, but they ripple and sort of flow, and no effect seems to stay on them. You can see your reflection in them, but when you move, your reflection stays there for a second and then does the motion. It's like it's delayed. Ugh. These things loom over you. How close are they to me? Like, are they in like, arm's width or are they floating away from me? They are probably about 10 feet from you. And as you realize how close they are, there is a sense of malevolence that just washes through you. It is an alien feeling. It is not welcome within your mind. You do not like this. It is awful. Uh, do not like that. And uh, then it, and then it recoils speaks. physically and mentally. And then it speaks. What are you? Wait, what? You talk? Oh, I, I'm V. What are you? What are you doing here? I, am I dead? You have to tell me if I'm dead. You have no concept of death 
and as the voice booms overhead, V, drowning out all other sounds, all other senses with this awful, dominating presence, the landscape around you, bleak as it is, crumbles away, and you find yourself sinking into the void once again. The orbs are gone now, as is the voice, but they're slowly replaced with something more familiar. You hear grass swaying in the breeze. You hear birds flittering across the sky, trees swaying gently in the wind. You're in a different place now. It's not quite as foreboding as the desert of black sand, but even though it's unfamiliar to you, this place seems peaceful, almost tranquil. You've shared a mindscape before with Baffy, but this, this isn't the same. You're not watching someone else's memories or interpretations. This is like you're actually here. You can feel the wind blowing against your scales. You can smell the grass as it brushes past your boots. You've been delicately placed down within this landscape and you are here for all intents and purposes. But even as an observer, you feel like you know what is about to happen to this place. You know how this serenity is about to end. It's moments away now, but you feel the event itself and the repercussions it will have all at once. This sensation is, is so overwhelming and so alien to you that it is almost beyond comprehension. It chills your soul, but also your very essence. Everything you stand for feels damaged after bearing witness to this terrifying event. And you somehow know that this warhead was the sole instrument of all this horror. It communicates this to you without words, but purely through a sense of dread and malevolence. All the tragedy and anguish, all these deaths were delivered with swift and cold indifference by this one singular device, inflicted without hesitation, regret, or mercy. And then the voice slices through this horrible vision, like the Reaper's blade. And with that, you fall away. It is as though something has grabbed you from behind and pulled you into blackness. And then, V wakes up. Ah, where where am I? We're still on the ship, V. It, it, you you no. you blacked out. Do you remember anything? Uh, yeah, that fuck me. All right. Uh, <laughs> we're really gonna give this to to fucking V two. Uh, this I guess. Why this feels I? like the sort of thing that needs to be put inside a sun. Like immediately. You, yeah. That doesn't sound like V. What happened? Wait, hold on. Um, I, I yeah, let's, get right, let's get Ryder on the on the comms. Ryder, V's woken up. Oh, are they all right? I don't know. Um, v, can you stand V? Yeah, I think I can. V's gonna just like get up. Right. Wait, how are we gonna get V back through the the cargo hold without passing out again? All right, V. Can you hear me, V? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Well, that, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I just had a fight with God. Can we sit? So we're sitting be down. I guess we're giving them like a hot uh, margarita. 
Yeah, in my head, you like guys have gone to the the kitchen dining room. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought Ryder was like suiting up, and she was coming down with two cups of cocoa. Oh no, we'd, we'd want to get we'd want to get V out of there since yeah. that okay. whole space seems like bad news. <laughs> while the while the whole head orbs glare at you as you go to the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bap, you know how it feels to be in someone else's brain. Unfortunately, or too well, yes. It felt like that, but instead of seeing other people's memories, it just was everything around me. It's like an intense evil. And, I mean, I'm not the greatest person, but this is like... It, it spoke to me, but without even using words, I could barely understand it. But it's... I, I, it needs to be destroyed. Wait, the warhead spoke to you? It didn't even use words. It was barely... I could barely understand it, but it just projected itself. But it's sentient. It's definitely sentient. It's, it's sentient and it's malevolent, and I don't want it in the cargo hold a second longer than it needs to be. Wait, you're saying this thing's alive? It's extremely alive. It's alive and it has power. If it's alive, then presumably it'll want to keep itself alive, but it's also a weapon of war. That's troubling. It's extremely... I don't think V2 needs this. I think this is way too dangerous for any being, no matter who they are and who they work for to have. Well, we don't get paid if we don't give it to B2. Not just that, but also, if we don't give it to B2, what do we do with it? I, Bear in mind, I V, this thing destroys planets. I, do you really want to chuck it into a sun? It might make it go supernova. Alright, so V, what can you tell us? It's sentient, it's malevolent. What was it doing there? Why were the why did they want it at all? If it's if it's got sentience, why doesn't it do whatever it wants on its own? I don't know. I got a very limited grasp of it. All I know is that just just by being near it for that amount of time, it not only knocked me out, but it It did what? I don't know how I don't know how to describe it. It was like I was just away from the ship in the middle of nowhere. It was like like I said, it was like when when Bath looked at every single memory I had, except I was the memories and it I don't know how to explain it it's okay it's okay you don't have to explain here have have another cup of okay. what is this this is disgusting it's um it's it's chocolate mm, cocoa gravy yeah oh. just... <laughs> <laughs> I found it that had V on it it's just Tupperware full of gravy why do you have this honestly though V that's exactly what I felt when I was in those um that water tank just Oh, the siphonophore. Yeah, just having your memories flicked through and read like you were a book. But it, I don't know, it's like, it's like that, but it wasn't because I, I was in a place, but the place was like a dream. It was, and then I was beneath the three orbs, and they began talking to me, but in a way I could barely understand. But the main thing I got from it was menace. Sounds like you had a nightmare. What, towards you? Or towards... towards me specifically. And it felt like it wanted to know why I was there. And, and then it told me to leave, and then I woke up. Well, you are not going back there. What if... And this is going to sound weird, but... You guys remember Logos, right? And A1 and um, A1 and, and B2? Unfortunately. Yes. Those things don't have corporeal forms, not really. They built their bodies out of whatever they had around. What are you, what are you suggesting, Beth? What if the warhead is something like them? Physical manifestation of an incorporeal being. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. This just sounds... This sounds like it's got the organization to stink all over it. 
This sounds like we are out of our depth and out of our pay grade. I, I think Again, we should stick to the plan and just give this thing back to, to B2. We organize the dead drop. First things first, we need to get these fucking Vesk assholes off of our tail. That's an excellent point. Speaking of which, can we actually check how that's going? Oh, yeah. uh, we, I don't think we're not on the bridge, are we? We probably head to the bridge. Yeah, um, Ryder's going to scuttle up to the bridge and check how long before they arrive at Lagos Landing. Okay, uh, just pausing there. I'm going to give the party a free radar point because that, especially from from you, RJ, was fucking brilliant. It's so hard yeah. to describe. Nice delivery. <laughs> yeah, yeah really well done. But that bafflement comes across very believably. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, met metagaming, but I have a pretty decent idea of what I think happened, but V wouldn't. Yeah, so that's, yeah, and yeah. that's fine. Can, Save it. That's a... We can talk about it later. But yeah, you guys get a, a free, well, fucking radar point, whatever the fuck they're called. And also, um, um, good good job, because I've never actually heard V like open up like that and talk about mm. anything weird that they've seen. Mm. Yeah, that's They've always like, bottled it up. Right. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so you're on the bridge. You'll be arriving at Lycas Landing in about 30 minutes. Okay, so we've got half an hour to get out onto the young hole, detach this uh, this beacon, bring it in, snap it in half, and then change course in um, mid-hyperdrive. If... Can you... Do you think you can face that thing again to let fly high out through the airlock? I don't know. I don't know if I can even be near it. As soon as it had me, there's nothing I could do. It just took me away. What if um, it had a distraction? What if it had something small, angry, and otter shapes to glare at for a while while you got to the airlock? Uh, sorry, I just I would like to interject. There are other ways out of the ship. You don't yeah. have to go through the hole. Oh, okay. I just you know, you know what we're going for. Yeah, yeah I well, don't know why you decided to go through the hole. But I'm glad you did because I uh, or the other door over there, nowhere near yeah. any danger. Yeah, that sounds much less yeah. sacrificial. Let's, yeah, do that. Okay, yeah. Let's use the door that doesn't involve. <laughs> well, I think I think what it is uh, is that that hold exit is nearest to where you think the impact was, but there aren't yeah. ways to. Okay. Get yeah, it's fine. We we got time to walk around a bit. Yeah. Right. What are you doing? Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna finish my mug of whatever I decided to be drinking. Coco gravy. Coco and, oh, you know what? They're both brown, so she didn't pay attention and put them both in the same thing. Oh, yes. oh I was thinking like, <laughs> Ryder's got cocoa and V's just got gravy. Alright, let's get this fucking track anyway, Alright, uh, so, v, okay, so v, V's gonna get their spacesuit back together. Uh, still, you're still dressed. We yes. uh, they, they took the helmet off to damn their, their bottle. Yeah. Ryder's going to go back up to the bridge and sort of take it off autopilot. And make sure that they're still on course for the time being. Yeah, Baffle will be out there right then. You are still uh, heading to Lycus Landing. Yep. V. This yes. is the uh, session, I feel. <laughs> no boy. Uh, okay, so uh, V's going to get into the inner airlock, uh, close yep. it, deplete the pressure, and then open the outer airlock. Okay, the door slides open soundlessly because, you know. There is no sound in space. Space. But there is a sensation at hyperspace. And it does seem to make every single atom of your body vibrate, even though there's no turbulence. My soul! Mm. And I'm guessing you basically place Fly Guy on the outer hull. That's it, yeah. He just needs a solid attachment so they can maglock in. 
Yeah. So you, I can't, the problem you, is I can't fly him in space, but I can only play something. Grasp him by his small crow-like body <laughs> and just sort of <laughs> mag-lock him to the outside of the hull. And then quickly withdraw your arm. Your arm is intensely cold. You know, I think I think Hogan live with cold right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it almost matches the cold in your heart. No. Uh, <laughs> you Do you close the airlock? Uh, that's the thing. I don't know if I can communicate through the door. If Baphomet can transmit fucking magic across time and space, I will let you close the door and control fly guy through it. <laughs> I'm going to close the airlock door. You close the airlock door. And then yeah. I'm going to begin... Uh, so I'm remoting into fly guy, and I'm going to start scanning the hull of the ship, starting with where I think the contact was, and then moving, moving backwards, basically, in a grid pattern. All right. You basically sink into the consciousness of fly guy, and you awaken through his eyes. Their eyes? their eyes. You have an audio input error and your scanners aren't working, but you've got visual and you can move. Yep, so I'm going to start with the area where I think I heard the impact and then if I don't see it there, I'm going to start fanning out basically. So if you imagine the light is divided into grid and it's going to start working grid by grid until I spot something that isn't meant to be there. Sure. So. The way Fly Guy moves is like, I imagine, like a pigeon, which when they walk, they sort of stick their head out. So like, whoop, whoop, whoop. So you, you <laughs> duck oh, your way cute. across the hull um, as the brilliant incandescent lights of hyperspace Ooh. travel past you, uh, doing the occasional head tilt, because why not? <gasps> and you get to oh. where you fail the ing, and, and you're bang on the money. Um, basically, attached to the Lyca's hull, is some kind of recognizable transmission beacon. Uh, it's actually got written in VESC on the side, uh, tracking beacon, conveniently enough. TM. That's really crayon. It's, it's a little bit. VESC ones are a little bit different in that this one initially has just maglocked itself to the thing, but then several arms have deployed one at each compass point and are actively welding itself to the hull. Hmm. Uh, what part of the hull is it against? It's on the top left engine, just on the outer housing where it meets the hull. Hmm, that's problematic. Guys, we've got an issue. What's up? Well, this track is best made, which means it's significantly over-engineered, and as such, it's probably welded itself to the hull of our ship. So, don't you have a hammer? Yeah, can you drop it something? That means dropping out of hyperspace. Uh, we can't remove it while we're in the drift. Well, it took them about... What was it? 13 minutes to um, catch up with us last time. We can assume that it'll take the same amount of time this one. Um, is that enough for you to come back inside, get something suitably big and sledgehammer-like and knock that thing off of our hull? Oh, I mean, I can try. You got a stopwatch? I do. Right, so... <laughs> right, right we've got her stopwatch from the depth charge scene, if you yeah. remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I figure we drop out of the drift, you start the stopwatch, you give me a 10 minute warning, if I haven't got it off by then, we jump back into the drift and try again. That sounds good to me, um, as long as you don't argue, because that takes up a considerable amount of time. I promise nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds that, about that right. That statement in of itself is an argument, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, how, how far have we got until we're upon Lyca's landing? 25 uh, minutes. No, we'll make it work. Alright. Uh, B's going you... to grab probably okay. their entire toolkit. You always count as being equipped with that, even if you don't have yeah. it with you. I'm going to hope that that's enough to remove it. 
Okay, so I'll wait until everyone is successfully back inside and drop out of the drift. Already, you drop out. With a... Oh, you want me to roll? Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I was getting my timer up. Oh. So, oh, you're actually going to time two, this in real, real one, time. Two, one. You have 13 minutes, you feel. Okay, V, do uh, your stuff. Uh, I'm going to exit the airlock immediately and start heading towards our left where fly is and assess the uh, timer in person. Okay, you make your way out onto the hull. You open the airlocks up, it slides across silently, you step outside, and there isn't that coldness that you know, your arm got last time. You clamber, and it's, it is an awkward clamber, uh, onto the side of the hull. I'm going to need a... Do you have anything like athletics or acrobatics? Uh, I have acrobatics one, athletics nine. So I'm going to go. Uh, we'll have an athletics because it is you are exerting yourself. You're carrying a lot of things to make do ultimate battle with oh, this hey. tracking device. So okay, what? so that's twenty three. You glide effortlessly out of the airlock. You're making very good time. You're not walking. You're actually gliding. I feel like the longer these away from the experience of the spheres, the better they feel. Yeah, mate. Yeah, you you feel. All right, yourself. That you've had, you still have that trauma. That's probably going to be with you forever. But you know. <laughs> yeah, we need a therapist. But okay, right. so have I reached the uh, whether the the tracking people? You're you're using the maglocks in your hands to basically keep yourself to the hull as you arch over the the curve of the ship, and then you can see it in front of you, and it's still welding itself. Uh, I am going to see if it has an external power supply that I can easily just remove to stop it from welding. Alright, you get closer to this, and this thing's probably about the, the size of, of me, in reality. Um, it's quite chunky. <laughs> you approach it, and the welding stops. Right, right. Uh, is it stops because it's completed, or because it sends my... You don't know, it's just the arms have stopped moving as you were approaching. Right, I'm going to approach it closer and get up to it so I can Awesome. You approach it. You're not familiar with Vesk military tech because you were a Vesk engineer more than yeah. anything. And you can't see any external power supply or anything like that. But you could probably make the inference that this is a military-grade tracking beacon. It's probably all internal. However, as you get closer, one of the arms twitches. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take my pistol out and shoot it. Alrighty. Uh, roll the hit. Uh, 12 plus... It's 18 total. Okay, is this an azimuth pistol? Uh, no, sorry, it's my laser rifle, because I don't actually have my pistol with Oh, laser rifle. Uh, yeah, sure, what's the damage for that? Uh, damage is 1d8 for a hit. Okay, you pull your laser rifle out and you shoot it, and it... against the shielding. It, this thing is locally shielded, it seems. But it uh, looks like you did a bit of damage to it. And then... Uh, one of the welding arms fires a jet of welding fluid at you. Blech. Missing wildly. <laughs> uh, I'm remote into the ship and tell them, guys, this thing has defense, so this might be tricky. How are we doing on the time? Uh, we've got about 10 minutes Met left. Yeah, metagame, we've got You're 8 minutes left. Yeah, you've got 8 minutes 30 seconds on your timer. Ryder is, is sort of like holding a stopwatch and like pacing back and forth on the bridge. Yeah, glancing at it like every uh, 5 seconds. I am going to overcharge the laser rifle. Ooh, nice. okay. If you could hear, you'd hear it go... And then you take a shot. Huh, okay, so 13... Cool. A total of 19. You 
shoot it and this the shield patters out and breaks. And then can I have damage, please? Hmm. Let's do it. Right, so I'm rolling 3d6 for overcharge, so it's 5 plus 6 plus... Ooh, 5. That's not bad, so that's 10 or 16 total. 16 damage is really good. The overcharged laser smashes through its, the localized shielding of this thing uh, and shears off two of the, uh, the welding arms uh, and massively damages the case. It sparks a little bit. Alright, we've got 6 minutes. I, is it still activated? Is it still moving? Well, the one of the two other arms, uh, one of them fires another jet of fire at you and misses even worse than the last time because fuck my guys. So I yeah, am, it's still active. I am going to use my titanium rope, tether myself to the hull, and then I'm going to try and approach it out of the movement arc of the remaining arms. Oh, you don't... Yeah, you could just literally take two steps to the right and you think you're out of range of these things. They're quite articulated because yeah. they've got to be able to weld. Right through through the hole that's been blasted in its shell. Can I see its power? You can see some what looks like a battery, uh, and probably uh, also a computer sort of brain, like a, a motherboard, if you will. Right. I am going and, to... and a fuel cell. Oddly, hmm. I'm just going to remove the fuel cell if I can. Uh, you approach the the thing uh, and you grab the fuel cell and you just pull it out, and the fuel cell is empty. Hmm. Right, it's, probably the, it's probably the yeah the fuel cell to get the thing here. Uh, Alright, you reach in and you grab the battery. Uh, and you are shocked for 11 points of damage. Ow, Christ. As it, dis as it discharges at you. And you are shocked at how untidy the wiring is in this thing. Fucking piece <laughs> of desk engineered bullshit. Alright, <laughs> yep. I'm gonna... uh, but then I need a strength roll, please. Okay, so that's uh, 12 plus, plus 2, so that's 14 total strength. Electricity causes pain. Pain make Vesk angry, Vesk smash. You rip the battery out of the thing, uh, and it tumbles away from but, you into space. Oh, no, I wants to keep it. No. And explodes. <laughs> uh, I was hoping it would have serial numbers or identifier. I work which faction. But, oh, well, that's gone forever. Can I hook my data pad up to it to see if it's still active? As you pulled the battery out of it, everything just sort of went bleh. It is unpowered. Cool, but it's still attached to the hole. Yeah, if you peer in as well, if you look at the top of the casing, that's where all the transmitter um, machinery is, I guess. Alright, uh, for good measure, I'm going to rip out the transmitter uh, components. Another strength throw, please. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you are just brute forcing them out. There's no... Uh, yeah, I'm not doing this surgically or delicately. I'm just trying yeah. to disable it. Cool. Uh, hey, 19 plus strength, which is just, just 21 total. Yeah, fuck it. You can rip off the top of the, the thing if you want. Just throw that into space. Oh, I want to keep that. Uh... Oh, okay. You... What does it close in space? Uh... No, because he wants to keep everything that yeah. comes apart from machines. How are we doing, V? We've got uh... five minutes left. Come on. <laughs> right. I think we're like, got shit, five minutes and V's trying to figure out what to keep. <laughs> Three minutes, sir. Let me do a cross check. So I'm going to do a last check to make sure there's no backup pass by redundant pass by redundant transmitter. Can you do it inside the ship? <laughs> no, because this is still welded to the hull. You look in and it looks like you've got a lot of the redundant systems uh, with the transmitter array. Uh, right. There's there's the, all of the machinery and gears and control rods that control all of the welding arms, or what's left of them. And some, uh, some other miscellaneous machinery in the bottom that's basically a lot of it is there to designed to take the impact of the thing hitting something. It's like a crumple right. zone. 
Uh, I'm gonna make a dash back to the uh, the hold. Sorry, I'm just gonna leave the rest of it. Catch, can do it later. For some added tension, roll me a d3. So a six-sided dice and half it. Two. That's T with the halfling. That's with yep. the halfling. Okay. Stop the timers. It takes uh. two minutes for V to get back into the airlock. Oh, so we've got 20 seconds. Oh no, just about 10 seconds. And as literally as the door closes, the sensors on the bridge start kicking off. Time to go. All right, yeah. Pilot roll. Full. Okay. So full You're still heading ahead. towards like a landing. Yeah, but we're going to change course. Mm. Okay. Have you input the new destination? Um, well, no, we're going to do that in the drift. Remember? Oh, you're going to try your your fancy piloting maneuvers. Oh but yeah. Hey, don't fuck up, or the adventure could end there. Yay! Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Right, hold on to your butts, literally, and the same thing happens again. This time it appears in front of you, but you're slipping into the drive, so it doesn't physically matter. You see this thing appear, you imagine there's some very, very surprised-looking people on the bridge at the front as you disappear into hyperspace. Piloting roll of 24. You're in the slip, and you open your mind up to the arena around you, Ryder. You are very firmly in control of this vessel. It is an extension of you, almost. And then that's when you start noticing, very subtly, little folds in the the wall of the sort of the slipstream around you. And these are the folds that you went into last time when you were trying to navigate through the asteroid field. Leaf on the wind. <laughs> do you try for one? Yes, I do. The I remember how that quote ends. Flips. And the inertial drive doesn't activate, so things are thrown around in the Leica again. Um, all of the pies in the fridge fall there out. Goes, there goes the rock the, garden. The rock garden is scattered all over your room again. The backup mashed potato is sadly ruined. <laughs> oh. But the Leica makes it into one of these tunnels. Yeah. You don't know where you're going, but you're in Away. that tunnel now. Away will do. Anywhere but where we were going. Yes. You, Ryder are certainly the first person you've heard of that has managed to accomplish a navigational change at Slipstream twice. <laughs> She's going to sort of turn around and look at Baffy and be like, eh? Eh? That takes a selfie. She's very proud. Once Baff has got herself back into the captain's chair, having been thrown around like a, a doll around the, the bridge, and it's like... No, this, no, she definitely put her seatbelt on this time. She's been knocked, <laughs> been knocked out twice sitting in the chair. She's, she's prepared. So there's now this... a picture of Baffy wearing a captain's hat and Ryder in the driving seat and the swirling void of eternity in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's going on Instagram. Yep. So, you're in this, well, technically uncharted bit of the slipstream. This is not a known route. You are you are lost in the vast cosmos. Yeah, which is a bit of a bugger. Uh, the way... Oh, go ahead. Well, uh, my plan at the moment is to, well, stop, let the flight computer work out where we are based on the new coordinates, and then plot a course back to the warhead, have a nice hot cold pine and wait for all this to blow over. Awesome. There's a bip on the console in front of you. That's interesting. And in front of you, materialising, there's a divergence in the slipstream. And that's when you realise this looks familiar. Oh, I know that. Um, well, we don't know what you've the been, other way is. <laughs> you've been in this bit of the slipstream before. 
Yes, yes we have. This is the shortcut to the derelict facility where we met our good friend, Mr. Logos. We probably don't want to go the same way again. Right, ladies? The same way as what? Well, I'm going to need a reflex roll and then a pilot roll. Okay. Because you don't have that long to sit there and discuss it. No, you're correct. Uh, 16 for reflex. Okay. That's fine. And pilot roll. Piloting? 14 plus 14. 28. 28. That's also fine. You dive into the area you went down before, not simply because it's one you know, but it's the only one that the light will actually fit down. All right. the other capillaries and divergences coming off of it seem a bit small. And probably if you had like shear the Lyca's wings off. Yeah, and you've seen what happens when things go outside of the slipstream tunnel. Upsetty spaghetti. Mm. Yes. Um, but you're in the twisty, turny bits of the slipstream right now, and this requires your focus entirely. Okay, guys, nobody bug me for a while. What are the rest of you... And the ship is, like, twisting and turning, and the, the inertial drive's struggling to keep up. What are the rest of you doing? He's uh, uh, going to not bug, bug Ryder for a while. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. I took that as a given, thank you. <laughs> are you two doing anything else? V, you're still in the airlock. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna sort resuit, desuit, sorry, and yep. get out of the airlock and head back up to the bridge. Okay. About to keep an eye on, on the systems, um, just since Ryder's busy and isn't there. Okay. Uh, occasionally, Baff, I like to think you're calling out like right-hand turn coming up because the the, <clears throat> the computer is sort of telemetrying some of this stuff, but it's. Yeah, she's doing the she's doing the cigarette thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically that. Medium left. And then there's suddenly. What I can only describe as a portal in front of you, and you realise that this is the end, the exit that you tore into reality from the, these capillaries the first time. Yeah, looks like there someone is, shut the door. There, yes, it does. There is no turning off. There is nothing. The Leica is hurtling straight towards it. Right, ding ding. Hang on to something. This is our stop. He's going to put the seatbelt on. Yeah. Back, yeah, back, seat yeah. back is already seatbelted in. Fool me once. <laughs> right, and there's an audible bang as you tear through uncontrolled opening into the slipstream, into real space. And there's a whine of machinery as the slip engine overheats. It doesn't catastrophically explode or anything like that, it just does the sort of the whole burnout of an electric motor. <laughs> You're in the diaspora. Leave oh. oh. on oh, the wind. <laughs> That was fun, let's never do it again. Oh, that was intense. Okay, V, um, diagnostic, make sure we haven't lost anything. Ryder's going to tie the fluffy yeah. dice back up where they belong. Okay, the string is becoming incredibly worn at this point. I'm I know, sure she's going to do it very gently. <laughs> You've had to bifurcate it every time. <laughs> Wait, we're not just buying new string? Where are you going to get string? You're in the middle of space! And also, you love the word bifurcate. <laughs> I do love the word. Right, uh, oh, we were just on like a medieval court. We should have bought some string. There's bounty string there. There was loads of string. Oh, it was a string vendor. <laughs> yeah. we, have, we have titanium rope, but it's a bit... No, no, it's, it's finesse. Thicker than the actual dice. Yeah. <laughs> the Leica is drifting. She's not under power. She's just very quietly stationary. And as you're tying the dice up, Ryder, you look around at stars that are familiar. And rocks that look a bit familiar. And then a bit of a starship that looks familiar. Oh, uh, we actually made. Wait, we're in Lycus landing. No, we're not. No. 
When you say a bit of a starship, um, can Ryder roll perception to see if she remembers exactly where she's sitting? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Also, well, when you say bifurcated, do you mean bifurcated? Yes, bifurcated. As in sliced in twain? Yes. <laughs> like a spaceship sliced in twain in the middle of deep space? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. No, so, uh, so, perception rolls, please. Alright. I rolled a 23 for perception. Oh yeah. man, I figured out I still got a five. <laughs> uh, I got thirteen plus uh, seven, so twenty. Bath. It's a bit of space to try it's in an asteroid field, you've seen the ship before. This isn't like a landing. <laughs> we weren't going to never mind. Yeah, we weren't going to one That roll was bad enough as she forgot. Yeah. Bath has apparently had some kind of stroke. Um, v, you you recognise that's Aslanti styling, and Ryder, you recognise a couple of bits in front of you now as what's left of that first destroyer you boarded when you went to that hidden facility that A One asked you to investigate. Hmm. You are right back there. Hmm. Well, yeah. that's fine. We're we're not going in there. We're going home. Well, that's just it. You look in, and there's no weird, wibbly wobbly planet-sized camouflage sphere. You look into the heart where the facility that you went to was, and there is nothing. There's. It looks like there's a completely cleared area of space that a few bits of asteroid are now floated into just through the natural cause of things. It's gone. The whole thing. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes, makes sense. sense, yeah. yeah. The sort of thing is Lanyard probably wants to cover up. And also, well, uh, Logos absorbed a lot of it and turned it into his arms and legs. That's yeah. true. And then, you know, it all exploded. And then it all exploded. So it stands to reason that there'd be nothing here. Why is that strange? I don't Although, see Although, when strange. you say it all exploded, do you think that cloaking drive is still here, maybe? We could, we could have a look you, for it. You can't hear me shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how good a cloaking drive would be to escape from the first ship. We, we have a cloaking well, drive. It's called me. <laughs> also, I'm just trying to mess with Ty. <laughs> Buffy. Hmm. I think it's about time you uh, got in contact with B2 and organised a dead drop for the uh, the warhead. Yeah, as soon as possible. That sounds like a good idea. Um, should we let him know that we may have company? Uh, that's the point. While we're stopped, I'm also going to do another scan of the entire Lycoser hull. Sure. Um, so, V, just make a couple of engineering rolls for me, please. One or two. No, two. Uh, two. Okay, so it's 25 total and... Oh, 29 total. Alright, the Actually, 25 total is your, your check on the slip drive. She's overheated, it's happened before. You've just got to give it to, mm -hmm. to get its bearings. The scan over the outside of the hull reveals that everything is ship-shaped apart from a... You have a passenger, except that you don't because you went out and you shot it. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that's the point. I want to investigate that in more detail as well, now that we've got some breathing room. Right, well... I'll get, I'm not going to time you or anything. You go out on, onto the side of the ship in your spacesuit. You spend an hour or so unwelding this thing from the hull. We pace constantly in the, in the on this deck. Yeah. <laughs> you bring it back in, and what he brings back in looks like somebody took a rubbish bin, stuck some spider mechanical arms on the end of it, then shot half of them off, and then burnt the end of it. It's just it's a drum with some arms and various indiscriminate bits of machinery in the middle. V, what the hell is this? The, you, know, you know, I always appreciate you, you know, working on your things, but this looks like junk. 
this is what led the rest ship to us after several ski skips, so... That's the beacon? Why are you putting it here? Uh, it's pretty sure it's deactivated, and I want to know more. So You're pretty sure it it's deactivated? Well, I mean, it's got no power at this point, so... I flew up the asshole of a wormhole to get rid of this thing. It's true, oh, she did find the arse of a wormhole. It was very it's interesting. Taken it's, long... it. <laughs> it's taken me this long to even get it off the hull of the ship, so I figure we might as well spend five minutes seeing if we can work out what faction made it. And... As so well, blow up. Or signal them. Signal. It's alright, it, it can't blow up. Alright. Well, alright, I'll commune with uh, with B2, and uh, I guess you can look over your awful spider bin thing. <laughs> Do you, want, do you want a hand V, or do you, do you want a hand bath? Because I've, I've got nothing to do at the moment, other than, I guess, try and repair the FDL drive. Hands to equipment list, risk fucking drive. I could use a hand here, just to be on the safe side. I still don't trust the organization. All right, Beth. RJ, can you put in brackets next to that wreckage, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Value I zero. I put, I put deactivated, which feels like a nicer way of saying it, but... No, because not... it did have an off switch. <laughs> you blew it off. You shot him. Vest Deep. tracking drone brackets fucked. Ruined. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm gonna start disassembling it and see if I can find any manufacturing parts that I recognise yeah. as being particular to any manufacturer. It will take several hours, V. I'm, I'm just gonna tell you now to yeah. do that. You can do it. I'm happy to let you do it. I'm just gonna go I'll shift over to Bath now. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, Bath, you want to contact B2? Yeah, I wanna tell them uh, we're here at the dead drop. We wanna we wanna get rid of this thing as soon as possible. But before we do, um she looks at Ryder and goes, V seemed really worried about giving this thing to the organization. Are, are we sure she's right into it? I gotta admit, I've never seen them like that before. <sighs> Beth, normally I don't like putting you at risk, you know that, right? Of course. But I've seen you do some incredibly powerful things, and if this thing spoke to V in a nightmare, maybe you could give it a taste of its own medicine and talk it down. Again, don't do it yeah. if you don't think it's going to be safe. I mean, I guess we it just We can just feels... give this thing to be to get our money and fly away, and that'll be the end of it. But also, if you think there's more to this story that we've missed, I think you should talk to it. I guess you're right. I don't... I've never seen them like that before. I don't trust I trust V's intuition if V thinks something's up we owe it to them to at least check yeah and besides if anyone's gonna say not to blow things up and it's V that's that's weird enough in its own that's really unusual that's right it's super weird I didn't think they'd be into that I love it that's the clincher <laughs> <laughs> no that's too damn strange we need to talk to this thing do you want me sort of by your size just in case just in case I need to wake you yes okay but um hmm. Can I expend some of my energy to keep Ryder safe? Like, maybe give her, like, a volume rolls. If I, like, give her plus five and give back minus five to keep her from falling into a, you know... Well, so, no, but I, if, if I'm sorry. not in the cargo bay, then it won't be able to see me. I can just be, like, oh, you're not going just next to you when you're looking at this thing. Just tie a rope around her waist. Or tie a rope around <laughs> yeah. her Oh, okay, then. That's fine. We'll do, we'll, we'll do the siren call thing. That's cool. Yep. Got it. Okay, um, so okay, I'll, yeah. I'll get some of my titanium rope, uh, tie it around your hip, and then if anything goes tits up, I'll drag you back out of the cargo bay. It won't be okay. very ceremonious, but it'll get you out of danger. That's fine, I would rather be on my ass than dead. Okay. Let's do this. Um, let's not tell V that we're doing this, right? Because I don't no, think... No, they're, they're, they're shaking on it, yes. Yeah, okay. 
Um, all right, let's go check out the let's go check out the golden board because no one's doing the joke. <laughs> Fine, I'll do it. Right, Ryder is going to yes, get please. her titanium cable, which she has uh, twenty foots worth here. Tie it round bath yep. waist, and the two short stacks are going to make their way down to the cargo bay. All right, you bath leads you down. Um, like a particularly unruly dog on a lead, basically. <laughs> um, she moves at a different speed to you, and it's actually faster because she's got a slightly longer gait. So you're tugged along occasionally, but you get down there. <laughs> right, has got little um, stubby legs. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're going to give them auto proportions, we're going to make you move. Yeah, right? yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> right, you you get down to there, and you open the inner airlock, and then you're confronted with the airlock that leads into the hold. Um, so best off in terms of either before I go in. What do we want to know about this thing? If it's sentient, like we said, what do we even propose? Are we trying to make a deal? Do we want to... What if we just want to go to the organization? What if it dashes out? I mean, I could just not... Tell we it. just want to ask it what it is, where it came from, if it can even answer questions like that. All right. Maybe what its intentions are, if it has any. If we can convince it that we have what it wants, maybe we can trick it into telling us what we need to know. No, oh, I don't know. I don't... <sighs> I don't think that creatures like these, we can really bargain with. They don't need money. They don't want. They don't want anything. They just seem to have these base needs. V said it was alive. If it's alive, it's going to have desires, hopes, doubts, and fears, just like you or me. All right. Okay. Let's do this thing. Okay. Um, you step into the airlock, and immediately. That headache starts. Couple will roll. Please. Yeah, will roll. Uh, Twenty-two. You are hit with that wave of pain behind your eyes again, and it's much more intense than last time. There's also a coldness, and it feels like you're in a blizzard. Like there's, there's waves of this cold hitting you, but as you look around, there's no ice on the floor. There's there's no your breath isn't um, condensing in front of you. Yet the coldness runs through you entirely. And this you look into the hole, and you can see those three spheres, and they're just sat there. Can Ryder see this? Are you looking at the spheres? No, um, no. Ryder is still tucked into the um, the airlock, gripping onto the the cable, ready to tug on it yeah. if Baffy looks like she's about to topple over. You see Baff walk into the airlock, uh, walk into the hold, and turn to face the spheres. I'm guessing, is that right, Baff? Yeah, she's face the spheres and uh, uh, shut down. Do the whole, like, you know, cross-legged eyes. You, you, and you cross your legs? Yeah, yeah, okay. sure. I open my third, fourth, and fifth eye. You okay, Baffy? Okay. Yep, just, uh, just, uh, you know, getting prepared, just doing the thing. Okay. Shaking your fingers out. Ryder, for you, the silence coming out of that hole is a little eerie. She's like, not looking in there. <laughs> no, you'd expect ship noise, if that made sense. You know, some animals. Oh, uh, okay. But right. there's nothing. Now, Pan, can I borrow you in another channel? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Oh boy. <laughs> Bath. So Bath sits down and she crosses her legs with this palpable wave pushing on her, still giving her the headache behind all five of her eyes. Yep. And she, she fully opens all five eyes and um opens her mind to the uh, to the the warhead. Alright. Uh make a will roll please. Okay. Twenty-two. Yeah. So she opens her eyes, and that 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 pressure behind them sort of increases. But Baff is is very willful, as we all know. 
and she knuckles through it and just smashes it aside. And in doing so, she falls into this maelstrom, this, this psychic chaos. And she falls through it, and then suddenly it all ceases. With, with a thought, she, she calms everything. Just And she stood in a landscape that she doesn't recognize. And it is nothing but black, almost volcanic sand. As far as the eye can see, it reaches to a horizon and a sky that is really very dark gray blue it, it's it's almost like foggy almost night and that's everywhere around her there's no hills on the horizon there's no trees there's no there's no life and she looks around and there's nothing what what, what does Baf do? Oh, I hate this um gonna look around there's nothing at all there's, there's no light there's, there's nothing there's a weird ambient blue light and also Baf it Inherently, I guess, generates purple light in her psychic form. Hmm. That's how I have. That's how I've imagined it. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, she appears like a glowing. So purple and gold is her on the colours. Yeah, so she she's got those shoes and they illuminate probably her, three her, feet. Her aura is, yeah, her aura is quite strong. Yeah, and but that, other than that, it's this weird blue light. And as you say, do you say out loud, "I hate this"? Yeah. Uh, as you speak. There is that pressure again, and then a voice that says, What are you? I should be asking you the same thing. And you turn and look around, you look left, and there's nothing, and you look right, and there's nothing, you look left again, and then there's something different. This time, there are three brass gold spheres that hover above you, perhaps eight to ten feet away, and it emanates and reflects this blue ambient light and once again it says to you I am Captain Baphomet of the Laika Seven captain to my crew one of whom you have harmed I would like to my purpose is to protect my crew what's your purpose so you really are just a weapon. We are the ultimate weapon. We show your crew what we are capable. Well then, let's see it. I wish to see with my own eyes what my friend was forced to see. So, you demand almost to see what V saw. Yeah, and I want to know. There's, there's, no, there's no immediate response from the warheads. Or warhead, sorry. It just sits there. You wait and you wait, and you're probably just about to speak before suddenly you're not in this desert world anymore. You're stood in a field of grass. And there are trees and there's there's ambient noise and there's life and these warheads are nowhere to be seen. And this is very, very odd because in that cold nothingness of the desert that you stood in, you can now feel warmth and light and you can see things. And as you're... I imagine, ex quite acceptably, quite bewildered by this sudden shift. You notice things around you. There's, first off, in that forest over there, there's something... There's a big shape sticking out the top of it that looks like something under, like, a lot of nets. Which is odd. And then, sort of over there, there's another sort of, like, green net. But it's propped up on sticks. And there's people in there. And one of them's radar. 
But it's not a radar you quite recognise because he's still got all of his organic limbs and all of his face. And he looks a lot younger. Um, and they're, they're all sort of over there talking in a, in a language. What languages does Baff speak? Uh, she speaks uh, Common, Atlante, Castrovelian, Celestial, Draconic, Eoxian, Kasarthan, Vesk and Yusoki. That is a lot of languages, but she doesn't recognise this one. <laughs> but you see that Radar is talking to a, a group of, of humans, uh, upright coyotes, a uh, couple of odd species that you don't recognise, maybe even one or two Yosaki. There's, there's a few mixed sort of races in here. And then everybody suddenly stops. And Radar's looking up into the sky. And you see burst through the clouds a very, very small dot. And the clouds part around it. It comes down and it splits into three. Ra Radar is in the distance. He's probably like three or four hundred meters away, but you can recognize him. He, he breaks. He just sprints. He sprints into the undergrowth. And you look where he, he's going and then the undergrowth isn't trees and everything. He's running towards a very large robot very familiar looking robot with a opening in its chest in a doorway that you recognize can i move at all or you I feel like you, a floating presence. you can't really move because you're you're very much a spectator in this one hmm. um you can look around i guess you, do you know what make a make a will roll and see we'll see because you've got much more of a, a command of yourself than somebody like Ryder or V or Radar would do in this. Uh, not this time. I got a 13. 13? No, that, I don't think that's going to be high enough to be the yeah. threshold. So you are you are rooted to the spot. But your attention is drawn back to these three spheres. And they slow and they halt in the sky above. And everyone around you is looking at these things like they've never seen anything like this before. And then... The spheres start to rotate around one another. Quicker and quicker. Their brass hull shimmering. Strange light emanating from them. And then they vanish. They're gone. And there's people looking at one another like, what is that? And then the person nearest you, they're probably only 20 meters away at most, looks around. And then holds out their hand, and the fingers start to dissolve. And then they start to scream, and the scream is only brief, because their face starts to dissolve, and their chest, and it breaks down to nothing. This person is instantly reduced to, to dust, but it's not just the person, it's the grass they're stood on, and it's happening all over. And there is yelling and panic from within this camp. And then all of that stops. All of the grass withers, blackens, and turns to this strange gelatinous goop. The trees emanating outwards from this position start to wither and die. Black ooze run down their desiccating trunks. Birds fall from the sky. They don't impact the ground because they are reduced to nothingness before they get them. There are no bodies. There are no bones. There's nothing. There's just this horrid black slime. And it is so fast the way this thing works. It has encompassed the area that you are stood within within moments. It has washed over everything you can see. And you know 
from what this warhead is telling you, that it will have consumed an entire planet within an hour. And this is happening. And it, the silence that goes with it. Death should not be this quiet. This is, this is beyond death. This is anathema to all life. And after an hour passes in a moment for you, there is nothing left on this planet. But you look over at Radar's big robot, and all of the camouflage has gone from it. All of the netting and everything is dropped away, has been stripped from it. But the machine is still there, it's still upright. And you know it's hermetically sealed. Anyone on board that vehicle is still alive. And the vehicle starts to move. And it moves very achingly and slowly. This giant machine turns and starts to walk. And the ground shakes with each impact. But once again, your attention is drawn to the sky. And the silhouette of a large ship silhouetted against that blue sky. And the machine walking stops and looks at it. And you sense its shield suddenly raised. There's a pulse of blue light surrounds the, the machine. But that big ship, it's not paying any attention. It fires a single missile from its hull that comes down. And you watch it land on the horizon and detonate. And there is a firestorm. This black gelatinous goo that all life has been reduced to, pure methane and carbon, ignites. An entire planet burns. And a fireball encompasses an entire planet. You see the shockwave of it pick up Radar's robot and just throw it. It's scattered like a toy. You lose sight of it. The fire washes over you. The heat is intense. It is immense. It is like nothing you've ever seen before. You think you're stood in the heart of a star. And then, like that, there's nothing. You are stood on a planet of sand. Yellow, orange, very familiar looking sand. This is the planet that you found Radar on. Or that when you went back through the portal with Logos, you found Radar on. And that's what you're shown. Hmm. And now you're back on the, the black sand with the blue sky and these three ominous spheres looming over you. So, you're just destruction. It is our Earth. It is why we are made. It is what we are for. Who made you? We are not furnished with that information, and nor do we care. You don't want anything else? You don't want... You don't serve any purpose other than to destroy? Our apocalypsis is destruction. And you're the last. We do not know. If there's any justice in this world, I hope so. Perhaps. And with that, you are thrown back into your body. You wake up back in the familiar cargo bay of the Lacassan. You're cross-legged, titanium rope around your waist, with a small worried otter at the other end of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Baff sits up with a start. Baff, Baff, you okay? I'm... I need some water. Oh. And she gets up, it's really hard, and 
trail through the rope back uh, back Rada, out to you. Rada drops the rope and sort of holds her arms out to sort of like... Yeah, Rada back gives her a big hug and a oh. big sigh. Okay, let's let's shut this door. I'll, I'll get you some water. V, come down to the um, the gantry. All right, what's going on? Baff's, um, we, we need to talk. All right. Come on, V's just going to, like, tuck away all the bits of destroyed. Did V get anywhere with it? Uh, uh, it's been about ten minutes, so okay. yeah, no. I probably <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for me to be like, oh, it doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you guys make your way to the galley. That's galley. what it's called, the galley. Galley, yes, not the yes. gantry. Sorry. Okay, Ryder is going to be pouring Baffy some filtered water for her to stare at. Yep. Uh, so mm. she um <laughs> she gets a small packet of um. It looks like that popping candy you get into it. Oh yeah. <laughs> What, yeah, she makes herself a little, a little synth martini. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the android, Baff looks like she's aged about five years. Oh. Yeah, she looks weary. You, you, uh, you're right there, Baff. V, what? you were right. That thing is evil. Ryder... What? Wait, what? It, Did you interface with it? Oh, uh... We we did well. Baff did. We didn't want to tell you because you knew. We don't um, need to worry. You're insane. That thing. It's okay. It's okay. What, I, what did you, What did you learn? It's a force of singular destruction. It doesn't even, it doesn't even know where it is or what it's for. It just wants to destroy. Pretty much what I got from it. So it's a sentient weapon of war. We knew that already. A sentient weapon of war that wants to destroy. It's not like a gun. A gun doesn't want to kill people. It's just a gun. This wants to destroy. It wants annihilation. So, by throwing it into a sun, we'd be giving it exactly what it wants. I think by throwing it into a sun, we'd be risking something catastrophic. Exactly. So, we stick now to the what? plan then. We give this thing back to B2, and they isolate it and stop it from ever being used. Absolutely. I mean, if it's if it's in their hands, at least we know that it's probably safe. In the Archon's hands, we have no idea. And throwing it into the sun, we really have no idea. Also, wait a minute. We detected that there were empty slots on the, um, the planet we went to, right? There were 45 of these things, and this was the last one. It's already happened 45 times. Holy shit, you're right. Mm. Well, it's not happening again. Not if we can help it. V, that must have been terrible for you. Are you okay? Uh, the longer I spend away from it, the happier I feel. But I don't yeah. ever want to do that again. I'll make you a coffee. She make, she make fear of gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, she gets the coffee out of the, uh, yeah. out of the OXO box. Um, <laughs> peels off the little silver cube and, and grinds it up into a... a oh, Baffy, no, that's we've not... Got, mm, mm. We've, got so much, we've got so much coffee, you guys. This is great. Baffy, that's... <laughs> never mind. Just... V, v is like, yeah. <laughs> I think the only person it's actively going to affect is Ryder. Because, because I don't think Radar would, anyway. would want gravy coffee, though. I think Radar was drinking Rader. meat juice. It's fine. Radar only drinks water. Yeah. I, wait, I thought Radar was an alcoholic. Or no, I thought Radar liked to drink. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Radar is an alcoholic. He only drinks yeah. anything else is water. Yeah. Okay. That's why he was a bit apprehensive to start drinking at the party. I feel. Yes. Ah. And he drinks by himself generally, or with you guys, and that's it. Well, um. Okay. So, uh, there's your. There you go. There's your coffee. <laughs> Well, I almost feel slightly guilty for putting you guys through that now. No, it's fine. We need to, we need to know, and I'm just glad that V's okay, and we can go to this thing, because it's evil, I hate it. Maybe Ryder should have a go. 
Uh, no. Vida's <laughs> already had a brain tapped into once, and she hated it. No thanks. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Uh, but no, I. Via, I know you want to destroy this thing. I, I know it's it's terrible, but we have to trust that the organization either know what to do with it properly or can dispose of it safely. Uh, Wait a minute. I guess but we can I give this thing out. They're doing. What if we give this thing back to B2 with a condition? What if we told them that we knew exactly what it was and what it wanted to do, and we're not going to give this thing back unless he gives us a solemn promise that it is never, ever used and is never allowed to fulfill its purpose? I mean, back when we took this job, they were indicating that the reason they wanted it was so they could prevent it being used. So. Right. I don't think they want to use it. I, f I think we're safe giving it to them, but I... We're safe giving it to them, but... I want it destroyed, not, not put away somewhere. But it, you said it wanted to destroy. No, I want it destroyed. They're one and the same thing, Baff. Well, I mean, one causes destruction of other things. There's no way of getting rid of this thing without it getting exactly what it wants. That's the impression I'm getting. Mm. Well, then that can be the organization problem. For it to be destroyed means it's achieved its purpose, because it'll always take something with it. Right. The only way to stop it from getting what it wants is to put it in stasis, isolate it, until the end of time. And the only people that we know that can do that are this organization. I think we should vote on it. I think that's the fairest thing. I mean, I, I, vote, I vote to give it to the organization personally. As much as I hate to admit it, I feel like we're out of our depth. The only thing we can do is give it to them and hope and trust that they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Same. I vote to give it to the organization. I don't know why you even voted then. That sounds fine. Yeah. <laughs> And there's democracy in action for you. Right, get your um, your weird glowy sphere thing that he gave you, and see if you can get in contact with him. You got it. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna give a give old B two a call. All right. All right. You you take out the pendant, and you hold it. There's a you don't know how or why, but you just start sort of rubbing it with your thumb, and then after a moment, there's a flash of heat and all of the loose foodstuffs in the kitchen start rattling. And then the cupboards fly open. Boys! Don't throw the pies! And all of the food stuff moves, just starts literally flowing over the surfaces and forming a pool in the middle. Oh, but not the pies though, right? just other food. And it twists and it rises, and this humanoid figure emerges and goes, <laughs> Sick! He's just like, oh. Oh. I I actively despise you. <laughs> Wait, why? Did he make you throw out the pies? Sorry? Yeah. yeah. All yes. of the food on the Leica that was in the immediate vicinity. Oh, just all of the food? Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to eat that, you asshole. No, only the vicinity, so like the freezer's fine, wherever it yeah, is. The, the, freeze, the, the stuff you got in the deep freezer's fine, but the stuff you had thawed and ready to go for is like snacks so and like, stuff. Yeah, so like all so your this, food is gone. This guy's like a mixture of like gravy granules, pies. Oh, you got the best pie out of this world to reward yourself for job well. Yeah. All the mm, fried pizza biscuits, literally, <laughs> all, all of the food that was on the table that you were picking at has just slid off your plates into this, and just, just, whoa, ugh. my martini. <laughs> no, the martini is fine. Oh, thank God! Oh, thank God! Down thing one. Put <laughs> down. Ah, and so it opens its pie eyes, um, which, oh. which look like the eyebrows are made of crust, uh, oh. just add a little comedy value. Ah. Yes! 
you the where where what year is it? Lyca, yes, the Lyca crew. We you, did your thing. Deep inhale. The thing. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, is this is this gravy? Oh, yeah. It was. Now yeah, it's you. Delicious oh. rain gravy. It simply oh, says, no, no. yes, the Lyca crew you were sent to... Oh, God. Ugh. What? Is that a Rivita biscuit? Good for you. Stay on target. Oh. Oh. It's like... Oh. The... Please, please focus, B2. Oh. Stop the eating warhead. yourself. It's disgusting. The warhead. The yes, warhead. You the warhead. To, to get... The warhead. Have do you? It wait. He stops. He goes stock still. What? What is it? We have it on board. Yes, well, we yes. do. We can feel it. Then you can get rid of it, right? It's not so simple. It's got. You had to move it. We would have to move it in a similar way. We can. We can. We can. We can pick it up off of you. How are you going to take it in the first place? What did you think was going to happen? We were... We needed you for your subtleties to get in. We can send a ship to pick, 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 pick it up. Uh, can I just... Can I just roll insight real quick? He's not acting like himself. Uh, yeah, you don't need an insight roll. There's, there's bits of him that you recognise in there. But, you know, this, this he's got a cadence to him that you don't... That's a little alien. Is he being actively impacted by proximity to? Yeah, because he was he was fairly colloquial when yeah. we met him before. Yeah, maybe. Can we uh, still tell if this is B two or if this is? Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Make it make an insight roll then, or an equivalent sort of social gauging sense role. motive. Yeah, sense motive is another good one. Yeah, okay. uh, but pick one, and everyone gets one. Oh, natural 20. Well, I'm not going to roll then. But it's a skill roll. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Alright, alright. Which means that, yeah. Alright, 23. Yeah. Well, uh, 20. Well, we'll go, we'll go with, with V. V did yeah, we got nat 20. Yeah. yeah. It's, all of you then, you all passed. This is B2. He's being genuous, but there's something affecting him. You know, like, if I say you meet somebody after a while in the advanced stages of dementia. Right. Ah. Sort of, where they're not they're here, but like, like, there's bits of them that flare up. It's a little bit like that. But at the same time, it's also B2. How long has it been? It's not been more than a week since we spoke to him. Yeah. I but I guess he's got to be outside of time. Yeah. Yeah, he started off by asking what year it is, so I get the feeling. Right. One second. Yes. B2, what's happening to you? We only met you less than a week ago. I. I. Mm, to explain, huh. uh, first there's the warhead is 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 emanating some 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 signal that disrupts my our abilities. Also, time flows differently here. Uh, it has been a week for you, yet it has been a minute a day. A month, a year, an aeon, a lifetime for us. You couldn't send someone who's a bit younger. We, the ship, we, we, we will, we, will, did with the ship we will send, will be of your dimensions. 
I mean, look, I don't get me wrong. I don't have anything against you know elderly people. I just feel like you could have sent someone who's a bit more you know charge your faculties. Uh, I without the war, war, war heads there. I feel I would be fine. Ah, uh, that makes sense. So, um, one, oh, sorry, on. you go. You go first, Beth. Well, I was going to ask B two. We know the warhead isn't just some weapon. It's not just some bomb. Would you be able to tell us more? I mean, I think we're friends now, right? We've done at least two jobs for you, and we haven't shot you at all. Well, we... Do we shoot I... We shot we, A1. We, we, we oh, we just shoot one. Just quick. can maintain this a little longer. I could tell you as as much as I can in the, the time that your dimensions uh, allow. Well, if you sent a, a collection ship, then we have time to talk. And let, please... I will gain your location now. And he goes stock still again. Beth, like, gets rid of the gravy dripping off into a cup and puts it aside. <laughs> while, he, while he's standing there, like, oh, I'm not going to waste this. It's good gravy. Rather, like, clicks her fingers up in front of his face. He's doing it Nothing again. Happens. <laughs> Nothing happens. And then he's back in. The ship is on yeah. the way. It will be with you, 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 you. Whose it, ship is it? We... I think we just hired another person to it, like we do. It will be disguised as a mercy vessel. Mercy vessel? Mercy? Like a hostile ship? Yes. Oh. I want to know who's flying that ship. I don't have their names. They are simply agents. Is there a code they can tell us so we know it's them? I mean, anyone can come along and say you want. Yeah, thing. if we're going to hand this thing over to somebody, I want to know exactly who it is. They're, Maybe we can have like a passcode. They will say the phrase to you, we have come to reclaim the heart of the Dark Star. This ship wouldn't be Vesk in design, would it? Vesk, Vesk, your Vesk. No, no, no. This will be, uh, I think you call call it the, the Free Races. Caller. Uh, mm. A ship of the stars, a ship of mercy. A fitting irony to carry the most horrific weapon ever designed. You keep calling it a weapon, but we know this thing is an intelligence. Indeed, it is, to your perceptions, I suppose, alive. It is coherent, it speaks, but none of that excludes it from being a weapon. <laughs> Beth, Beth, like, goes stiff, does not like that. <laughs> I mean, where did it come from? We are not sure. We've never been able to speak for one, to one, for long. Not it doesn't matter the... where it came from. It just We just need to know that it'll never, ever get to destroy or harm another soul ever again. Our intention is to hide away this last relic of a previous horror forever. It cannot be destroyed, for destroying it would give it what it wants. Yeah, I thought as much. Beth gives, gives um, Ryder $10. <laughs> Several hundred credits. God damn it. <laughs> it's fine, I don't need radar points. <laughs> Any further qu queries about your, your task? Your payment will be received from the Mercy Vessel. What about the Warlord? What about this Archon? Is he going to come after this thing? The Archon will 
or has tried already to follow you, I feel. We are aware of a arc and loyal vessel pursuing you, and yet you, remarkable, remarkable beings, through the asunder outside of the three dimensions you exist in, you were our worthy investment, clearly. Yeah, we're pretty great. Um, listen, you, B2, one last yes, thing. Yes. We've got one last favour we need to ask. There's a planet out there. It's called, well, it's a, a moon. It's called Terror. Do you know of it? And you see him stop. And he looks, and he's like, we are we are not not aware you of don't... a moon. Named I'm rolling insight on that. That that sounds yeah, that sounds very strange. That sounds fishy yeah. as shit. Yeah, it does. Roll it. <laughs> Thirty-seven. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you you <laughs> other two are like I didn't I didn't need to ask. Me, I was like, can I push this? And Buffy <laughs> is like, objection. <laughs> the other two of you are like, I'm a bit suspicious. And then Buffy, you're like. Oh, no, wait, they no. can't detect that planet and system, otherwise they could have just gone in there themselves. Oh, hmm. uh, okay. It's, in yeah, fact, so with, that, with, with enough clearance, you could determine that that array that surrounds that system somehow blocks off the organization from being able to right. see Right. That's weirdly powerful mm. for bulking yes, a warlord. How, how do we get one of them for <laughs> research purposes only? To find an abandoned battle station. Well, there's mm. one out there. At the window. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, look there it goes right into the DM cupboard where it will never be. <laughs> the most powerful bounce shit. Oh, it's gone. Okay, <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry. Anyway, back in character. All right. So um, we're, we're I, not I aware it. of a moon named named Tur. Tur. They don't know the whole star system. Yeah, it's basically all Carlton. But I do want to ask. How would the organization seem pretty powerful? You, you beings, what are you called anyway? What do we call you? We don't have a name, we are <laughs> simply the organization. We are many beings, we are no beings, we are all and yet none. We, we are they exist outside of time, Bath. Don't pin labels to them. Okay, all right, that's fine. The otter, sarcastic as she is, basically <laughs> has it. Mm hmm, I know. Mm -hmm. Fine, then. How would someone amass enough power or technology to mask themselves from even the organization? What we found when we went to the coordinates you gave us was an entire solar system hidden behind the sensor array that seemed almost mystical in nature. Yes. You stand here in your starship amongst this vast and unending co cosmos and you wonder at the limits of your imagination and yet out there in the vast and infinite realms of space, anything and everything can and has happened. He's talking about infinity. Yeah, photo of there is a cop out yeah. answer. You armchair <laughs> armchair bloody sociologist there. Yeah. Whatever, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh Did man. Not... I don't I, th I think I irritated Pan with that one, not Pan. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Pan, was that wrong thing? <laughs> no, she's back, she was like, how could anyone have this kind of family? It's like, oh, anything's possible. That's literally what he said. Like, yeah, it's You've got infinite space, anything can happen. That is the answer he's given you. Imagination! <laughs> <laughs> I think she was more like, oh, do you have any other any enemies? that would be hiding from them or something? Anybody that they should be watching out for particularly? The Archon seemed like somebody who would have like 
someone who subjugated a, a a battle station of that power that Math experienced and controls the array seems more worrisome. Not more worse. Yeah, oh yeah, more worrisome than the dormant bomb. All I'm saying is that I feel that someone with that kind of power that can depose even the organization is not. It's not going to leave them unchecked. Maybe you could, with all your resources, try and find out something about it, and then, I don't know, do something about it? Isn't that what you're meant to do? You speak of the Archon, yes? Yes, yes. He has, has ventured into our site. You, we, gave you a favour you could call in. If you wish, we can stop the Archon with your favour. Feels like the sort of thing you should be doing anyway. On the grounds of being better for the universe. Also, are you worried about a guy who can literally veil himself from your sight? The less we interfere in this realm, the better. But this warhead is not of your realm. It, it, it does not belong here. And we, who also do not belong here, will deal with it. I guess that's all we'll get for now. We do have that favour, Bath. But what can we ask them? To destroy the Archon? I mean, we don't... <sighs> For all we know, we could just leave them be. For all we know, we've taken the one thing that gave them their power in the first place. Hmm. You're right. Or he could take it as an excuse to run rampant across the galaxy. I just wish there was some way to get back in contact with Tur and tell them that the Archon was no longer a threat to them, and then humans can do what humans do best and beat the shit out of him. I mean, we can finish the job off and go do that. I don't think it'll be a problem. It does mean going back against that Vesk ship that's probably very pissed by now. <sighs> there are still too many unknowns. I wouldn't want to do that. Hmm. Well... And also, we've just es we've just my, escaped them my, once. My time here with you is ending. Have you you're any dying? other questions? Oh, you're leaving. I can only sustain this for so long. Must excuse myself. The Thanks, vessel shall be with you shortly. And with that, he just goes... Oh! Deflates. Oh! <sighs> okay, I'll get the dustpan and brush. Um, I'll get the them Open the cargo hold and get that fucking thing out of here. Wait, which thing? The, the, all this pie! No, the, the warhead. Oh. The, the Oh, the warhead. All the pie. Engine yeah. hatred. <laughs> get it out of yeah, here. That's what I said, the pie! <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, God! <laughs> Universe destroying engine of hatred. I love that. That's yes. Good. <laughs> right. What's happening? Uh, apart from clearing uh, up the galley, V is going to prep the cargo bay to uh, get rid of the. Yeah, you don't have things, to go into the cargo bay. Yeah, they're going to do, do it that. from a console. There, there is a master console next to the airlock, so you just go in and you literally just flip all the four switches to prep the pneumatics. And then, who's on the bridge? Um, uh, Ryder will be. Yeah, I, bridge. I, bridge I, is a strong word. Who's in the cockpit? Ryder's uh, in that's right in there. Yeah. Right, Ryder, you see on your thing, um, or on V's console actually, that something large is emerging from hyperspace. Okay, Ryder's going to um, relay this information to Baff. Uh, Baffy, we've got um, got a contact coming in on the uh, hard drive. Get ready on the hail. You got it. Oh, uh, hailing put, now. Put your captain's hat on and, and, and do the, the professional thing. Oh, of course, of course. You know, this is the captain of the Likers, all that. Mm. Yep, she goes away, gets, gets Captain Hurt, sits down, crosses her legs in a regal manner, and says, Unidentified vessel. This is the captain of Liger 7. Identify yourself. Nice. This is the mercy of Samantha. We are here to reclaim the heart of the Dark Star. Well, they need a code word at least, so. Mm. 
Alright, uh, uh, Mercy for Memphis. We aren't picking up any video feed. Correct, we do not use a video feed. As a Mercy vessel, we have our own very stringent code. They're agents, well. they're not going to want to show their faces. Okay, um, thank you. Give us a moment and we will, uh, we will rendezvous with you shortly. Sure. Uh, as you finish the transmission, the vessel materializes fully. And it looks, it's vaguely sort of, it looks like several boat shapes all next to each other. Um, very, very sort of pontoon, like a little bit like a catamaran. And literally, as it pops out, the first thing that happens is a massive, probably like 500 meter long cargo bay starts to open between the two boat hulls. Mm. It's got various spines that sort of come back off the back of it at like 45 degrees. It's all very sci-fi. Big engines on the back. Can we still not see anybody? It's like three kilometers away. You'd probably have to get closer. Oh, fair, fair, fair. Okay, Rod is just going to watch all of this happening in sort of quiet awe. This is the Mercy of Samanthus to Vessel. Please identify yourself. We are the uh, crew of the Lyca 7. Very well. Well met, Lyca 7. Do you wish to close with us, or should we close with you? Uh, bear with me. Uh, looks over by the... What does uh, it They're asking if we want to... Do, yeah, if we want to move the ship closer. Them they want to come. Bring them into us. Oh, right. I'll open the cargo bay and they can retrieve cursors. You know what? V, this is really more, to be honest, your kind of technical thing. I'll defer to you. Can I patch into the... from the cargo bay, can I patch into the compasses? Yeah, you've got your combi. Alright. Mercy, Samanthus. Move to our docking area. Port side. I'll open it and you can retrieve your cargo. Mercy, Samanthus copies. Thank you, like a seven. And you see the large vessels start to very, very ponderously and slowly begin to move towards you. And then you see this cargo bay... It's basically like the whole floor just drops straight down. And then as it gets close to you, you see the yellow light from inside the cargo bay and you can see some figures stood on it. Right. Oh, so there are people, okay. Yeah. yeah. They're wearing spacesuits very similar to yours. Uh, and then you can't see the cargo bay from the, the cockpit of the Leica, but V, you're down using basically, I'd like to imagine the, the cameras rather than going into the cargo bay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Your cargo bay ramp lowers and you can see there are five figures there's the two left and the two right look normal. The one in the centre looks like they're wearing a spacesuit, but it's got long black and red trim robes over it, and they've got their face mask is more sort of like it looks like a fencing foil, not a, mm. a fencing mask, sorry, but it's it's polished smooth. And your ramp stops, their ramp stops, all the ship stops. There's a moment, and the spheres silently move out of your cargo bay and onto their cargo bay. There's something... As soon, as soon as they're out of them, and V's going to close up. Okay, you close the cargo bay. And then these spheres stop, and the five people on the thing turn. Apart, Sorry, the four people turn. The one in the robes looks almost directly at your camera, V, and yeah. bows politely, and then turns and walks into the cargo bay as their ramp. So they, also have, they also have to pay us. Oh, yeah, what, you've been paid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. B2 said that they would pay us, so V's going to reopen the Mercy of Samanthus, the cargo has been secured. Your payment is being transferred to you now. Please check your accounts. Rudd is going to uh, check the. I don't know, do we have like a, a, a finance computer or a little adding machine yeah. on the bridge? <laughs> you got a little data pad that's got it. <laughs> we've, we've got a sump card, there you go. It's a little square. Look at it, and there's your. There is 40,000 credits in there. That'll do. I don't know. 10 credits. 10,000. Yeah, 10,000. 
Nice. Yes, 10,000 tip. Come on. Cool. <laughs> Mercy of Samanthus to Lyca 7. We are proceeding with our mission. May your travels be ever bountiful. And with that, the Mercy turns. 180, very, very slow and ponderously. You see the rip in the drift open, and she slides through and disappears. <sighs> Holiday. Holiday. I need a drink. Yeah. Let's go back to the bar. <laughs> All right. Beth's, gonna, Beth's sitting very, very quietly looking out window. Okay, Ryder's going to light up one of her post-mission cigars. Sit back down on the cockpit, look over to Bath, and say, Did we do the right thing? Or did we just do the easy thing? Yeah, I almost feel like in this instance they were the same. I guess. I guess there are some things that we can't know. Yeah, I, think, I don't think she said anything. I think she's looking at the wood. Just like size. Why don't we go home? It's nice to actually have yeah. a home now. Other than the ship, I mean. It is, isn't it? Although, maybe we could change the name. Oh, you don't like the word? Yeah. Well, the connotations are a little bit loaded now. Don't you agree? Oh, I get your feeling. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. We'll workshop it when we get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still make the sign, though. Oh, I'll still make the sign. And it's a really nice sign. Definitely. <laughs> okay, Ryder's going to gingerly tap in the coordinates for the bar, the place where it all began. Yeah. Point the nose up into the drift and let the engines rip. All right. The Leica turns, handling like she did of old now that the cargo is gone. With utter silence, the rift is opened. The Leica slips gently into the stream. The rift closes, and you are gone. And that's where we'll end the adventure. <laughs> Cinematic. <All> <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess you, you can't win them all. Mm -hmm. Well, we kind of did, but... No, I mean, we, we, we did, but I, I feel like... A lot of mysteries. <laughs> yeah, a lot of mysteries. I guess it's a universe it, it, of mysteries. It, yeah, it paints the picture that there is there is so much more out there beyond us. Mm. But this is um, guys... this was Ryder's point is that you can't understand it all, and she's kind of accepted that at this point and moved on. But I think I think that's her strength that she she can look at the unknown and say, "Okay, I'm going to okay, do something else." I'm happy with not knowing. <laughs> yeah. Did everyone enjoy that? Oh, I really like that one. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was kind of sad, I felt. Mm. It, it got quite morose towards the end, didn't it? Yeah, it, it felt, felt really sad. I am so stoked to know what you people saw uh, or heard in there. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, yeah. well, I was going to actually just first let you listen to the recording. There yeah. are two post-credit scenes. The first one is the bridge of a ship. It's not the Vesk vessel. It is much larger. It is clearly a flagship. And yet, it is stylized, certainly this bridge, like a cathedral. <laughs> Big arched windows reach to the, uh, to the lights. Menials sit at various consoles controlling its flight, managing the fleet around it. And sat in the central throne is a man with a silver mask and white robes. And the menials carry on with the daily tasks of running the ship. He sits there in the bored prince expression. 
<laughs> and the Vesk vessel that pursued you through the thing, you can see through the window off to the right. And then the lights on the bridge flicker. And the menials look around, worried. And then the lights go out. And then a blue sphere of light materializes in the center. And it grows larger and larger. It forms a swirling mass directly on this bridge. And all of the crew recoil from it before a man steps out. And he's humanoid, six foot. He's wearing a black suit with a black tie and a black shirt, black trousers, black shoes, black gloves, and a black face mask that looks a bit like a fencing mask, but polished. So, and he steps forward, and then a second steps out, and a third, and a fourth, and a fifth. And there is a quiet tension in the air. And then one of the crew at the back raises a pistol and fires a shot. The shot hurtles towards the group and stops half an inch from the first man's chest and then dissipates. And with that, the man in the center turns to regard the crew for the first time. And then the man who fired the pistol, the pistol starts to turn to dust, followed by his hand, followed by his arm, <laughs> and he starts to scream. And the scream is cut short as he turns to dust. And then absolute pandemonium breaks out on the bridge. Okay. All of the crew, in one form or another, are decimated. Vesk, human, Anthrone, Free Racers, Yosaki. Nothing can stop this. No visible blade lashes out of them. No bolt of light. They simply, they're atoms unglued. <laughs> and it's all lit by this horrible, eerie blue light, only from this portal and the cold, dead stars coming through the screen. And the Archon sits up in his chair, and he stares. And the man in the center stares. And for long moments, nothing happens. And then you see the face mask on the man who came through the portal. It cracks. Hmm. And then the Archon screams. White light spills out of the eye sockets. And he grips his head as a white and ethereal flame consumes him. And he burns away to nothing. And the mask drops to the floor, and the bridge is dead silent. And the five who came through this portal, as one, turn and walk through, and the portal closes. The king is dead, long live the king. Indeed. Meta, that was your favour. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, actually, knowing that, knowing that, that actually makes you feel a lot better now. Yeah, mm -hmm. same. Yeah. We've got to witness the true power of the organisation. Mm. Oh, yes. Uh, and then there's a second post credit scene. Yeah. Which is, it's Radar. And he's got, he's wearing his Hawaiian shirt. He's got his leather carry-all. He's got a couple of guns slung over his shoulder wrapped up in a cloak. And he's wearing a bemused expression. And he stood outside of a bar that's got a really, really badly sort of sharpie sign above it that says Warhead. And you just, he's there for a moment and then he just goes, What? And then it cuts. <laughs> does, he, does he not realise that graphic design is Ryder's passion? <laughs> well, that's just it. He's not quite sure why there is a picture of a mouse with a Dorito. <laughs> and well, that's the end of the adventure. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Cosmopunk. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, and a bunch of other podcast websites. If you like what you're hearing, tell your friends. Maybe give us a good rating on iTunes while you're at it. We are at Cosmopunk.net, and we also have a Twitter, at Cosmopunks, with an S. Next episode, we'll be starting a brand new home-written campaign, but if you want more Cosmo content in the meantime, we now have a Patreon, where we'll be occasionally uploading artwork, interludes, outtakes, and extended lore. We'll be introducing a proper tier system in the future, but for now, tips are very much appreciated. We're at patreon.com forward slash cosmopunk, link in the description. The team has a ton of fun editing these episodes together, but it is extremely time-consuming, so we're grateful for any show of support. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back with more Cosmopunk in two weeks. Till then, shoot straight, roll high.